Here in Ireland, we love a good hoolie, a live gig or a festival to dress up and party down. This summer's lineup is as good as any other, but they're not the real stars of Ireland's events industry. I'm going behind the scenes to talk to the unsung heroes, those ensuring you a seamless festival season. So this campsite is pretty much ready. You can see we have lots of lights around it there and all these festoon lights running through it. So that'll help people get around at night. Director of Fuel, Brian McDermott, is an events industry veteran who's putting the final touches on Kaleidoscope in County Wicklow. Essentially, it's a festival that puts the family first, puts the participation of the family together first and brings the family together. And that's why it's on the date of the school holidays, uh, 30th of June. And because there's so much to do in three days, I would say it certainly gives the family something very close to what they get for two weeks on holidays. 30,000 people of all ages will soon enjoy food trucks, events, music stages and more. No doubt Brian is looking forward to putting the feet up once the weekend is over. Uh, the planning is year round, so everything we've learned you know, from this year will certainly be discussed in July and August with everyone who's involved and you know, we'll immediately be kind of sharpening our pencils uh, and putting together the best plan we can for next year um, and, and that will continue right throughout the year. Thing that people may not realise is the level of you know cooperation that we get from the state agencies, which is brilliant. So through the licensing program, we work with Wicklow County Council, we work with the Guardi, the HSE, HSA, all sorts of different state agencies that all have a really good positive contribution to Kaleidoscope to making it safe and making it excellent for people to attend. As a family festival, Gardaí at Kaleidoscope will focus mostly on traffic management and reuniting parents with lost children. But the risks at other festivals are decidedly different. There's been so many stories, some of them maybe not appropriate for air, but um, there's definitely so many stories out there. David Rock is the director of FestiMed, an event medical company that services everything from marches and marathons to gigs and fairy gatherings. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing festivals now for ooh, just over 25 years. Um, so for me and majority of our staff that do festivals, events, it's definitely a hobby gone wrong. Um, we've all come from frontline services, me included. And my passion is definitely the, the festivals and events. It's, it's just the diversity and the, the staff are all very, very happy and delighted to actually be there because it's a very positive environment at festivals and events compared to our normal frontline, which can be be um, quite challenging at times. I know one of the years at one of the children's festivals um, that we cover, um, Camp Festival, um, a lot of the staff um, went out and bought tails. So you had consultants walking around with a tail on, which the kids thought was absolutely hilarious. And that encouraged them. And it was just, it's that sort of stuff that I suppose makes the staff and indeed ourselves come back year after year. Curiously enough, when there's a hot ticket in town, applications to work with FestiMed shoot up. The, the best piece of advice we always give our staff is, if there's a particular band or act you want to see, don't tell anyone you want to see it because you can be guaranteed that's the exact time you'll get a call to, um, so you won't get to see it. But um, yes, yeah, certainly we do have peaks and troughs depending on the event. So what's the bread and butter for festival medical staff then? 
Luckily, as of recent, it's been a lot more minor injuries and minor illnesses than it has been in the past. We you know there's a lot of work being done on alcohol and drugs over the years, and we feel that with the introduction of a, of a better welfare um, services, so the, the team that come in to look after patients that necessarily don't need medical treatment but need a, a little bit of TLC along the, route, the, the way for recovery, that our impact on their lives has been a lot, an awful lot less because because their services aren't required. So we still do see a lot of hurty fingers and sore ankles and the usual bits and bobs that we always we always get. But just as of this year particularly, and I know it's quite early in the season, but we have noticed a decrease in drugs and alcohol. I mean, one of the big things, I suppose the take-home is just don't take drugs, obviously, and keep alcohol to the moderation. But more importantly, don't take sweets from strangers. And the same goes when it comes to alcohol, when it comes to food, when it comes to vapes, when it comes to drugs or anything else just be sensible and we all know that in the festival bubble nothing else really exists only the festival but our common sense still needs to kick in you know we we still are responsible adults we still need to take responsibility for that do what we do in every normal day life. David thinks partying at festivals is getting cleaner but what about the sites themselves? We do find it's weather dependent on what people leave behind so if you get a really sunny electric picnic people will pack up the majority of their stuff and take it home with them. If it rains all weekend like it did last year, people just leave everything be behind them. When all is said and the festival is done, Ashling Ryan and her team at Ryan's Cleaning are tasked with getting city streets and farmers fields right again. Yes, exactly. Somebody has to clean it up and that's us. <laughs> And it's no mean feat. A three or four day festival could mean 10 days of cleaning for Ashling's team, due in part to what revellers leave behind. You come across strange things. Is there anything in particular? I'm not sure, but you name it, people have left it behind from clothes to shoes to everything. Tents are a big thing, specifically the small, cheap pop-up tents. They're the big ones, big things that people tend to leave behind. And I think it's because they're so cheap. Also then people leave stuff behind because they have this perception that charities are going to come in and collect everything and take them away. But that's not the case in that there's a timescale for a cleanup. So the farmers whose land the event is on requires their land back by within a certain time frame. So you have to get it done, which means there's only a certain time frame where charities can come in and collect items to give to homeless charities and, and various ones around. So the rest of them then get taken away and back to a waste facility and, and are shredded and, and turned into waste to energy, provide energy for homes instead. I think people should know that it would be better if they took their tents home with them and brought them to the event the next year. Just keep reusing them. However, Ashling thinks organisers are making strides to cut down on the post-event waste. Some of the events use reusable cups, which removes single-use plastic on site. I was in an event in London at the weekend and they have loads upon loads of water refill stations and what they're driving home is to bring your reusable bottle with you so that you're not buying or looking to bring in plastic bottles. So that's another way of cutting out single-use plastic on site. Then a big thing as well is there's no plastic food containers. So when you get your food container from like your packet of chips, everything is compostable now, which means that it can go into the compostable bin with leftover food waste, which is a huge help as well from from that side. 
Ashling's team will be handling the cleanup after Kaleidoscope this weekend. And though Brian McDermott says running the logistics of a festival like this can be difficult, the industry comes with real upsides too. People who succeed in events don't usually have a particular type of education. They've just got a really good attitude towards what they're doing. And I don't think there's very many schools or universities who can teach that. I think it's something that's just naturally in people. And generally when they've spent a bit of time working in events and they've enjoyed it, they realise very quickly that that's the career for them and that's the choice for them. The best things is certainly how you make people feel and how you see them all feel. And when that happens at scale at something like a festival, it's extremely rewarding. Uh, and that goes for all of our staff. Everybody says that. It's one of the most enjoyable things is to watch everybody in the audience take control of the show and really enjoy it, which I think is very special and very good.